Welcome to episode 30 of the More Than Capable Mompreneur podcast. Today, I'm going to be chatting with Kim Nave, who is a life coach for working moms who are new to homeschooling. And not only are we going to be talking about navigating the waters as a homeschool mom, but how you can keep your sanity while doing it. When this episode airs, there are more homeschool moms in the world than ever before. Now, some of you have chosen a homeschool and the rest of you were forced to do so because of the COVID-19 pandemic. But either way, it's hard to balance it all and not feel overwhelmed. Not to mention that sometimes the kids just don't want to be bothered, but Kim is going to talk about how you can handle that in our chat. Now, Kim has been a homeschool mom for 21 years. And over this time span, she has graduated five of her eight children and continues to homeschool her youngest three, who are 9, 12, and 16. She has worked outside of the home over those years, at home, and she has also gotten her degree and her certification as a life coach during that time. Kim utilizes her homeschooling expertise to assist working moms with the technical pieces of homeschooling. She provides practical action steps to assist them in building confidence in themselves as homeschoolers and in their children so that they can work together to achieve success. She has a free Facebook group called Working Moms Homeschool Journey, where you can learn more about how to balance teaching your child at home while continuing to work or grow your business and maintain your sanity without feeling overwhelmed. And I'm going to put a link to that in the show notes. So let's go ahead and jump into my conversation with Kim, which again is episode number 30. Welcome back to the More Than Capable Mompreneur podcast. I'm Shannon Baker, a coffee-loving mompreneur that started as a virtual assistant and turned into a total systems geek. And I want to help you shift your mindset and embrace your worthiness while creating systems in your business so you can be more productive and build success on your own terms without the mom guilt. Are you loving that? Well, I hope you're ready for real conversations that will help you beat the perfectionists inside Rediscover your strengths and up-level your self-love in the mom cracks of time so you can stop letting fear hold you back because you are enough and you do enough. We are more than capable mompreneurs. So grab your cup of coffee, some sparkling water, or pour a glass of your favorite wine and let's dive in. Well, today's episode, we have Kim Nave, life coach with us today. So thank you for being with us, Kim. It's my pleasure. Great. So we know right now, Almost all kids, I believe, are back in school and the majority of the moms are forced to be homeschoolers again. That's the season everyone is in, trying to balance being at home with the kids, being a teacher, keeping up with the schedules. And that's what Kim is going to help us with today. But before we jump in, Kim, tell us a little bit about yourself, your journey and how you've come into the homeschool arena. Well, I started homeschooling in 1999. I had a second grader, a kindergartner, and a three-year-old, and I was about six months pregnant with my fourth child. We had some issues at home with my daughter with school. Her teacher just didn't seem to be able to really connect with her, and she was very frustrated with some of the, the ways that the teachers handled her reading and her math and that kind of thing. We all were very frustrated, so we decided after she begged and begged, we decided to let her to bring her home and to homeschool her. And we actually, that year, I think we did three months of homeschooling. I had the baby. We tried to do some homeschooling. He had some medical issues. 
So we quit for the holidays, went back in January, more medical issues. So we maybe did six months of school that year and both of my kids went, actually skipped a grade level, even in that short period of time, because we were able to connect with them individually and uh, they were they were just picking up work so easily. So for the next 16 years, I was a stay-at-home mom, having more babies and schooling more children. I think I was up to five or six at one time. I'm not really sure. I lost count. And then in 2015, I got divorced and I went back to work. And I thought I would be, it would just be an easy little, you know, jump into the next thing. But I discovered very quickly that homeschooling as a working mom was extremely different than working or schooling as a stay-at-home mom. The curriculum that I had purchased was very teacher-intensive, and I was actually still in school at the time myself, so between my school and work and homeschooling the kids, I was just going under quickly. There were very few people at that time that were homeschooling and working. Most of my friends were uh, stay-at-home moms, so they were not able to understand the challenges that I was facing. So um, when COVID hit at the beginning of this year and the wheels fell off with the school systems and kids were being sent home and my Facebook was lighting up with my friends going, what am I supposed to do with my kids now? I knew that I had that experience that I could help them get through the challenges that they were facing. And, and so I got, went ahead and started the Working Moms Homeschool Journey Group to help other moms who are working try to find that balance and learn how to connect with their kids because it is, it's a whole different ballgame. It's a whole different mindset. But that was the reason that I started the group. So wow, you've had an intensive journey over this 21 years. So if you didn't catch all the details, I'm going to break it down for you. Kim has eight kids. Yes. Five have graduated from homeschool. So she's still homeschooling three. And the fact she didn't share is she is also taking care of her grandson. How old is he? He is 13 months. So wow. And also in your journey over these years, you also mentioned to me before that you got your certification as a life coach as well during. Yes. Plate is definitely still full. And do you work home full time now? I am home full time. Yes. And my background uh, is in children and youth therapy. I did graduate with my master's degree in professional counseling in 2017. So I have that experience as well. Um, And I've done a lot of work with kids uh, with like ADHD and occupational or occupational um, oppositional defiance disorder, those kind of things. So I've got, you know, a pretty decent background of working with all kinds of kids uh, and a life coach really just seemed to be the icing on the cake. Great, great. How would you say, as you mentioned, when you first started homeschooling, it wasn't a big, it wasn't as popular, I would say, as it is now. So there weren't as many resources and Google definitely did not exist back then. So how have you found your homeschool model has changed over the years? Well, definitely Google has made a huge, huge difference. Um, There are so many more curriculums that are out there. There are online curriculums that do everything but cook dinner for you. (laughs) They, um, you know, they plan everything out for the child, the child does their work, they grade it, and you can just print out the grade sheets. And you've got from that to let's piece it together. Back in the day, we had to buy the big, thick Kathy Duffy books to find out what the reviews were on different curriculum, where now you can just Google whatever you need to Google. 
HSLBA has expanded their website over the years too. So now they've got a really, really extensive list of support groups by state. That's very helpful. Um, we have moved into different areas where we just couldn't find other homeschoolers. Like they were there, but we didn't have the connections like Facebook that we have now um, where we can get support online or find other people in our area for support as well. Definitely. And more so, um, it is great to be able to have a community to go to, as you mentioned. So tell us a little bit about what goes on inside of your Facebook group. I post daily. I have questions, true or false questions, some of my own quotes, quotes from other homeschoolers over the years or uh, mindset gurus, uh, because I have found that mindset is a very huge, huge part of, of homeschooling. So, and then there's conversations, people are asking questions about curriculum, about what do I do with this child? They're not motivated. Can you help me find this or that? They're just looking for different resources and that kind of thing. So I, we all get together and um, support and encourage each other. And then I'm in there as well, providing, I guess, motion, emotional support, because it can be very challenging, especially if you have an unmotivated or a child who just isn't going to cooperate with you. So I also offer coaching services beyond the big group we have a smaller group that we do just the, the group sessions it's we do two group sessions a week and um, really coach each other because especially as a therapist i found that group settings can bring out things that you just don't get out of an individual one-on-one -on -one discussion or session i know you have three tips that you were going to share with us today that will help busy moms working moms whether they're working outside of the home inside of the home whatever the case may be help them navigate the waters to succeed homeschooling their kids. So, you know, I was a big fan of your three tips. I can't wait to dive into this. <laughs> so. The first one I would say is mindset. It is a very, very different mindset to homeschool, period, much less as a working mom. Uh, homeschooling, and I tried to do this myself, but homeschooling is not just bringing home what the kids do at school during the day and doing that at home. It can be if that works for your family, but being willing and able to uh, be creative and find those things that work for you and, and to roll with them. And just as an example, I just walked out into the kitchen before we got on this podcast and my nine-year-old had found his sister's Duolingo app and decided he was going to give it a shot. Just blew me out of the water, just randomly. I think I'll do this today. <laughs> I was like, okay, sure. We'll add. Spanish, whatever you want to do. So just being able to make those switches pretty quickly and, and talking those things through, being positive, having, you know, getting up in the morning. I've had several moms this morning in a discussion we were having talking about getting up in the morning and the first thought being, oh, Lord, the hard one's going to get up soon. And being able to take that thought and acknowledge it and work with it to get it to a place where it becomes something positive and something that you're looking forward to. And it's it's a process to be able to do that because our minds just naturally want to go negative. And it takes a lot of effort to get them in that positive direction. But it is definitely something that you have to work at as a homeschool mom. I like to say that sanity is overrated <laughs> with eight kids and a grandson. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but... <laughs> Being able to um, acknowledge where my mind is and get it turned around when I need to mm -hmm. is, is just huge. It's just, it's absolutely necessary. 
the second thing is self-care, taking care of me. I like the analogy as of like my car. If I don't put gas in my car, it's not moving anywhere. No matter how much I kick the tires or yell and scream at it, it's not moving. And we need to find that fuel for ourselves. I actually laughed at myself one day because I discovered, um, I discovered Trello. I'm so excited about it because it turned out to be a source of self-care for me because I could plan my week and I could put my boundaries up. Okay, this is when I'm going to be working and letting, letting my family know. So I found that way to plan. And for me, that was self-care. It may be a shower. It may be getting your nails done. It may be a walk around the block, or I like to go walk around my yard in my bare feet. It's very grounding for me. So finding that thing that you can do every day, even if it's just three to five minutes that gets you centered and grounded for yourself. Now, before you go to that third one, uh -huh. I wanted to backtrack when you were talking about mindset, because while we're specifically uh -huh. talking about homeschooling, I know a lot of my listeners did not choose to teach their kids at home, but they've been forced into long distance learning. So do you have a tip for them to help them deal with the fact because when you're homeschool, you can control and set the schedule, but they have a schedule that's set for them. So what can they do or how can they adjust their mindset to help them deal? Because it it's kind of a forced situation. It wasn't a choice. Right. right. For me, I would say if it, if it was me in that position, I think what I would do would be to take a spreadsheet piece of paper or something and write everything down, kind of plug them into different times where they're at and see what you've got going on, uh, where everything lands as far as different class times. Um, I know that I've got some moms in the group that are struggling with that because this child has class this time and this one has it there and this one has it here and I got to help that one, but this one's got it's on its, is on its own. So just making sure that you put all of it, plug all of this stuff in kind of prioritize which which child needs you at what time. And if it's just not possible for you to be there at that time, to maybe speak with the teacher, find out what you can do to support your child otherwise outside of that time. That would be my first suggestion. Self-care is going to be the same no matter what. You know, I'm a big proponent of self-care in the mom cracks of time. So like you said, whether it's three to five minutes that you just go outside to get some air because you want to scream. Well, if you need to go outside and scream, scream, because sometimes yes. that, that is how frustrating it can be. And like you mentioned, I know Absolutely. one mom who has a younger child and an older child, and there are always technology issues that can arise, which cause additional frustration. So take sure. those moments as you need them, as you mentioned, because that's just what you need to do sometimes to put gas back in our tank. So now for your third tip. My third tip is communication and collaboration. My 12-year-old this year has taken off on a running start. She does pretty much everything on her own. She'll ask me questions now and then, but she's she's been super, super easy. My 16-year-old is actually graduating this year. He's graduating a year early. He does everything on his own. He'll ask a question now and again. My nine-year-old, on the other hand, he's not quite so easy. He will just has days where he decides he just doesn't want to do math. It's usually math that he butts up on me. And we have had moments where we have really seriously butted heads. So I've had to back up and look at the situation from afar. Um, and what I have learned to do is communicate with him. So tell me what's going on for you right now. What is it about this page or this subject that just isn't doing it for you. You know, we've had that conversation that we can't always just 
not do it because we don't like it, uh, but there are ways we can mediate that, like taking a break. That's a huge, huge thing for us. He will, on the days that he his stress level is a little higher, we take lots of breaks. We may do a subject and take a two-minute break and just go back and forth until school is done. But collaborating with him and asking him what he needs. What is going to make this work for you? I am one of those people I like to just go in and get my work done. That's not my nine-year-old at all. And that's been quite a challenge at times. So being able to communicate, ask him what's going on, ask him what he thinks is going to work. How can we make this work in a way that you're going to be happy and we're going to get the work done and mom's going to be happy? And like I said, being able to do that, I really feel like that is a big piece of what brought him to a place where he just picked up the Duolingo app and started working on it because he knows he has that freedom, he feels safe, and he has some choices in his education, even at nine years old. So that makes a huge difference for him. Yeah, definitely. Getting their buy-in does um, make a huge difference in the results because as you mentioned, they feel like they're included in a process. You're not just dictating to them what they have to do. Now, what is one piece of advice that was given to you as a new homeschooler that you would pass on to others who may just be starting their homeschool journey? In a sentence, it's you do you. Um, And what I mean by that is your homeschool isn't going to look like mine and it's not going to look like the next person. What works for you works for you. We have certain things by state that need to be done certain subjects that need to be taught, especially when you get into high school, there are certain credits that need to be done, but how you do it, that's all on you. If it's nights and weekends, that's great. If it's nine to 12 in the morning and then you work second shift, fantastic. If it's unit studies or if it's workbooks or if it's online, whatever it is that works for you, as long as your child is getting that education, it's not a cookie cutter thing. You don't, everybody doesn't do it the same way. It's not Again, it's not like school being brought home. It's what works for your family. I had a, was talking to somebody yesterday and we had a year where we struggled financially. So we didn't have a whole lot of money to get curriculum with. So our science curriculum was based on the show Mythbusters on television. So we would watch the show and then we would reenact whichever of the experiments that we could without, you know, blowing up our house or something. And uh, that's what we did. And then we watched the History Channel and watched different documentaries on different pieces of history. That's what worked for our family that year because we just, we didn't have money for curriculum. There are so many more resources. That was, oh gosh, that was probably in 2006. And even just in the last 14 years, there's so many more uh, resources that, that we have access to. So it doesn't have to look like everybody else's. And that's brought me a lot of peace. Great. Yeah, I did some creative things like that as well. Even just going to local free museums or parks for science lessons, it just helped to break up the monotony and learning fun. And it was great that um, it was a great way to document the experience and give them practical value because a lot of times they don't see that school has any practical use. But when you apply it in a real life setting, it makes it real for them. Absolutely. Those are great tips. So we've got work on your mindset because we know the kids respond to how we feel. So if Absolutely. we're in a good place mentally, it it's contagious. Make sure, you know, we do that. Make sure we take care of ourselves was tip number two. Self-care, definitely a big proponent of that. 
And then number three, as you mentioned, was communicating with them, get their input so that they feel like they have a say in what's going on. Those definitely are three good ones. And I kind of learned that the hard way as well. Before we wrap up, I do have a extra question for you. What is one system or routine in your life or business that you cannot live without? Well, there's a story with that too, because I love stories. My husband, uh, right before COVID hit, had a front porch, put covered front porch put on our house. And I get up every morning, make myself a cup of coffee, and I go sit on the porch for an hour before anybody else gets up. I have time to do my own mindset work. I do a Bible devotional. I write down my goals for the day. I picture my day, how I want my day to look, how I want my business to look. That's my time. The kids know that even if they get up early, they go sit and eat breakfast or they start their homework. They know leave mom alone. This is her time. My husband hasn't learned that yet, but he's getting close. I love that. I, I have a pretty similar routine. Um, some days I add in exercise before I get to the coffee part, but my family knows as well. This is mommy's time. As the saying goes, no talkie before coffee. Or you're, yes. you probably are not going <laughs> to like the response. So <laughs> absolutely. I love that. So now before we wrap up for um, this conversation, where can we find you online again? What's the name of your Facebook group? The name of the Facebook group is Working Moms Homeschool Journey. Great. And I'm going to provide a link to that group in the show notes so you can connect with Kim and get help whether you have chosen homeschooling or have been forced into the situation. Yes. Kim definitely is a great resource to help you to navigate those waters so that one, you maintain your sanity and two, you can keep the kids motivated so that they get their work done. <laughs> yes. Thank you for tuning in today. I hope you enjoyed my chat with Kim and were able to get some tips to help you better manage homeschooling or distance learning while you're working, taking care of your family and growing your business. Don't forget to put some gas in the tank by investing in self-care. And one simple habit that you can create to do this is a morning routine. Now, if you need some help creating one that works for your lifestyle, be sure to join us inside of the More Than Capable Mompreneur Facebook community. There's a free download that you can grab that has ideas that you can implement in the mom cracks of time. That's as little as five minutes. But you'll also get access to me so that you can ask questions about any lifestyle or business topics that come up on your journey. You can find a link to that group as well as Kim's group, Working Moms Homeschool Journey, in the show notes. If you enjoyed listening to the show, be sure to subscribe in your favorite podcast platform. And if you learned something new in today's show, please let me know. Feel free to DM me at any time on Instagram or take a screenshot, post it in Instagram stories, and tag me at the More Than Capable Mompreneur. I would love to hear from you. And remember, you are enough and you do enough. And until next time, keep calm and streamline.